Welcome to the e-commerce society podcast, where you can learn how to start, grow, scale, or launch your dream e-commerce and product-based business, all without ever relying on ads or social media. Each week you will hear step-by-step tangible and fluff-free strategies to help you skyrocket your sales and traffic, gain more visibility for your business, and create those mega loyal customer super fans, which you totally need. Hi, I'm Carrie Fitzgerald, your cheerleader and hype girl. Went from corporate marketing in the education space to building, scaling, and selling my own product-based business. And today, my work and mission is to help founders just like you create and scale the world's most magnetic brands and turn them into fucking empires. So whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab a coffee or grab a champagne and let's dive into it. Welcome to this week's episode of e-commerce society podcast. Today, we're talking about a really important topic because a lot of people that come my way, they are people who have either DIY something or they have hired out a service. And sometimes I get the question from people, how do I know when I should choose DIY? How do I know when I should choose to hire someone for something? So I want to kind of quickly talk about DIYing versus hiring someone to do something, knowing when to DIY and when to hire, some pros and cons, some challenging challenges, some important things. And, you know, just a story that I've gone through recently when I have invested in a hiring out service and how that worked out for me. So let's dive into it. DIYing versus hiring. So DIYing is obviously do it yourself. Hiring is when you hire someone to do it for you. So for example, let's say you start a Shopify store and you decide that you want to do your own website. You want to either use the theme and kind of piece it together or you hire someone to do your website for you. So a very basic explanation of what that is. So I think the biggest thing is knowing when to DIY and when to hire for something. And there's no right or wrong answer here. It's just kind of sometimes there are things that you do in your business when or where you know, I can't do this. This is not my area of expertise. I don't know what I'm doing. It's going to take me a lot of time to do it. It's going to take me a lot of effort to do it. And in this situation, I'm willing to pay the money for someone else to do it and hopefully do it right the first time. And, you know, sometimes there's pros to DIYing something or circumstances that that's your only option. You might not have any money. You might not be able to use money from a nine to five job to fund your business thing. So it does sometimes come down to money, but sometimes it just comes down to not so much money, like if a, if you can afford it, but are you willing to pay for this thing? You know, are you willing to pay for it? I think oftentimes when we're thinking about investing in our business, whether it's joining a program, getting a course, hiring someone to do something in our business, we instantly jump into the mindset of, I can't afford it. I don't have money. I can't afford it. When you possibly can't afford it, or you might be able to afford it, but you have to change the mindset into, well, that's not something I'm willing to pay for versus I can't afford it when you possibly could afford it. You know what I mean? So I like to kind of give real examples here because just talking in theory can be a little bit fluffy. For example, in my own business, I 
well, sort of in my own business, but I'm starting a new business. I'm starting two new businesses. And I knew that I was not willing to DIY the visual branding this time. So for my first business, I spent $20 and I hired someone from Fiverr to do a logo for me. So again, a $20 logo is a very extreme <laughs> low cost. <laughs> so it's almost DIY, but technically I did hire someone from Fiverr. But generally, when you're looking at visual branding and you pay someone to do a logo, your colors, your fonts, maybe a pattern, maybe illustrations or like little icons, it's going to cost multiple thousands of dollars upwards. Like I've seen some people charge $10,000 for visual branding and people can charge whatever the hell they want as long as they're giving value, right? I mean, no one can tell you, oh, you can't charge that. Although if you have an agency or you have a business where you charge people for services, you will always get people coming your way that will tell you, oh, that's too much money. You shouldn't charge $3,000 for website design or you shouldn't charge $5,000 for this thing. Like there's always going to be people that will say that to you. And what they think of your business is none of your business. Like it doesn't matter. Same with a product-based business. If someone tells you, oh, your product is too expensive. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay a hundred dollars for a mug. Well, then don't, then don't buy it. Like you'll attract the right people that are willing to spend money on an expensive product that is handmade, handcrafted, curated, blah, blah, blah. So what other people think of you and your business is none of your it's none of your business. Like it doesn't matter and don't let it bother you. So basically, like I was saying with, I'm starting two new businesses and I knew I'm not going to DIY this. I'm not going to do the Canva thing where, you know, I go into Canva and I choose a bunch of colors. I choose a bunch of fonts and I'm like, well, this kind of, this will do. I didn't want to do that this time. I knew one of the businesses is going to be a software business. And for that, Branding is less important, but I still wanted something that looked good. I'm also starting a new product-based business in the pet space. That branding has to be perfection. So I'll be sharing more details soon, but I will say that the visual aspect of the brand is very important. And so for that, I knew, okay, I can't do a DIY thing. I also can't do a $20 fiber logo. So I found, well, I talked to two different agencies technically when I say agency I mean basically people that offer um, a couple of different services as well as visual branding and one person I talked to I actually was going to work with her for the SaaS company and then I kind of decided I I'm just going to do it a little bit on the cheap because one her availability wasn't until it was like March or April and I talked to her in early January that's just too long I mean I didn't want to wait three months for the branding of something that I'm kind of wanting to dive into now. So for me, that actually was more of why I didn't end up working with her was the time frame and her availability, which again, that's okay. She will find other people that that don't need an urgent thing. She'll find people who don't have that urgent time frame that they need to stick to. So when you have a business and you offer services or if you offer product, whatever, like for example, for a product business, if someone orders, let's say you do custom jewelry, someone orders a necklace and they email you and they're like, I need this necklace shipped out today because I'm in a rush. And you're like, 
sorry, Susan, our process is that we hand make everything and we it takes up to three weeks to ship. Like, then you have to come down to, do I refund her? Do I make it quick? Like, that's your prerogative to figure out. But the point here is that you're always going to get people that expect you to change things for them. And that's not the right thing either. So anyway, so I didn't expect her to do it quicker for me. I just kind of said, look, this isn't really in the cards for me right now. I think you're amazing. And I'm happy to like refer you to other people because she really was amazing. And then I took a call with another company who I also possibly wanted to work with for the branding. And on the call with them, I realized, oh, my gosh, you guys actually need to do the the pet um, the pet brand branding for me. And I am splashing out, you know, some good money for it, more than I've ever paid for. I think it's more than I've ever paid for any done-for-you service before because I I haven't done a lot of done-for-you services that I've paid for. So anyway, um, I'm kind of splashing out on the more expensive end for the visual branding for that. So again, um, but then I've got... Like there's layers to this. And that's why I want to talk through an example here because this is actually what I'm going through right now. And I had the choice of doing it myself. I could have done it myself. I have a decent eye for design. I kind of have a good idea of what colors will work well together. I can piece things together, but I chose not to DIY this time. This is my third and fourth business. So this is not my first business. This is not the second business. I also kind of DIY that one too, if I'm going to be honest. I bought some customizable logo from, I think it was Creative Market. So anyway, you know, like it's okay to DIY. I'm not, I'm not knocking it. And I will be the first one to tell you, especially if you are a first time business owner and you're starting a business and you're trying to figure things out, that probably isn't the best place for you to spend $3,000 on visual branding because you don't know your customer yet. You don't know how things are going to work out and give it six months, know your customer, know what vibe that they're going to be really into. And then you splash out for the good branding, you know, or the good packaging. So I always think it's perfectly fine to start scrappy. And I know I talk about the importance of packaging and customer experience and all that kind of stuff. And it doesn't mean that you should have a website that's hideous and going to repel people, but it doesn't have to be the best of the best when you first start out. That's my point. And like I said, I'm going through this right now with the businesses I'm starting. One, I went on the expensive end for the branding for one business. The other business, I chose to go the Fiverr route. And that experience has been, what's the best word? I'm going to use the word murky. <laughs> murky feels like the best word for this, okay? It's murky. There could be a bull shark swimming around. There could be a great white swimming around and I can't see it. And it's about to attack me. Okay. That's kind of how that experience <laughs> felt. Uh, not the best. And I'll share that more at the end. But for that, I spent, let's just say around 500, a little bit more than 500 for that branding. And I got logo, colors, fonts, uh, pattern. I don't know what else. Fav icon, favicon. I don't know if you say fav icon or favicon. I'm not sure. It's like that little symbol that when you're on a website browser and you look at all the little, like on Pinterest, it'll have a little P and then on Adobe, there's like that little A. So you'll see that sometimes on website browsers and that's the fa favicon. I think it's favicon. How do I not know how to pronounce that anyway? 
Um, yeah, I've lost I've lost my train of thought because I'm trying to figure out how to pronounce something. Isn't it funny when you literally you don't know how to pronounce a word and you think I'm not smarter than a fifth grader? So that is the difference between when to DIY, when to hire. Actually, no, I actually haven't talked about that. So how do you know when to, to do what? So I would say, again, understand how much, what is your budget? Sometimes I have reached out to people for things. And as much as I would love to have worked with them or learned from them, what they were charging just wasn't really an option for me at the time. It doesn't mean that I didn't have it doesn't mean that I didn't want to work with them. It doesn't mean that I would never work with them in the future. It just means for what, whatever the time frame of when I looked into the service, it just was too expensive. And that's also okay. Like sometimes you don't have money to pay for things. And, you know, for example, for me, if you apply to like I used to have applications for the cultish product. And I had a bunch of people that applied to it. And then in the little box at the bottom, there was a, a thing that said, I can't make this investment. Or I think it said, uh, the investment is scary, but it, but if it's worth it, I'll do it or something. And people would check the boxes and I would reach out and I would send the proposal like, oh, we would love to have you in the program. Here's how you can sign up. And I would get a few people that would respond back, like multiple people responded back when I launched it the last time. And, and they, you know, gave me their reasons. They wanted to join, they either didn't have budget, or they were afraid to invest or, you know, this and that. And look, I, I will be the first one to say to you, I am not, I will never, and I will not ever try to convince you to be in one of my programs. I will never try to convince you to like join any of my things. That is not my style. I personally hate when people do that. I have I have had conversations with so many like business coaches and this and this where they basically pressure you into joining and they make you feel like you're an idiot if you don't join their program or they make you feel I don't know. They're so manipulative. And I've had so many of those things happen to me over the last four years. And I've never been one to be pushy. If you if you apply for something that I have, I'll follow up. And I might follow up twice, but I'm not pushy in the sense of like, are you going to join my program? You have one hour to join or the price triples tomorrow. Like, yes, if the price is increasing, I will let you know. I will let you know, hey, the price is going up. I mean, if you can't join, that's fine, but just be aware our price is going up. Like, for example, I had someone that applied for my website design recently and, you know, she said something around budget, like she didn't have budget or something. And I said that, you know, that's fine. I can totally help you. I'd love to help you. Just FYI, the price is going up February 1st. And I did. I, the, the price has increased not significantly, but $99 it's increased because, Gosh, is how it is. And so I wasn't doing it to pressure her. I'm just giving her the information. She can make up her mind if it's worth it or not for her. And any of my other things I have, I'm never trying to convince you. I'm literally, here's the information. Here's what it costs. Yes, I, I always tell people, like, if I actually want to help them, I would really love to help you. Like, I would love to help you improve your website. I would freaking love to help you grow your brand. You know, if I want to help someone, I will tell them I want to help you. I can help you, but this is your decision. If it's not feeling right, then that's your decision. So I don't 
play the games of, like that other people do where they try to manipulate you. They try to give you those deadlines of, oh, if you don't sign up in 20 minutes, the price doubles, like all that kind of shit. And actually, I'm going to be recording a podcast with one of my business friends on the dark side of online business. And we're going to talk about how we think online business coaches are secretly in like an MLM because that's how it feels. They, everyone does these sleazy tricks with their countdown timers where if you refresh the page, the countdown timer goes back to like five minutes. You have five minutes to join or the, the cart closes. And so many famous business coaches or business people that we probably all follow. I don't follow her, but you know, oh, my Pinterest course is closing tonight or my my Instagram course is closing tonight. The doors close. If you don't close, if you don't join, they won't open again for six months. And you go to her website and the course is open 24 hours a day. So there's so much bullshit going on in the online space that I I just, it makes me sick to my stomach and I hate it. But the point here is like, you have to decide if you want to do something yourself or hire someone. And then when you go to hire someone, is it the right fit for you? Can you afford their price? Do you like them? Do you think they can help you? What else? Oh, like have they done the things that you want to do? So kind of the same advice I would give to you if you're looking for a business coach, but say you're looking for someone to rebuild your website or you're looking for someone to do SEO stuff for you, you know, looking at their website, talking to them. Do they really know what they're talking about? So those are some ways to figure out, should I DIY it or should I do it myself? And then other tactical, uh, straightforward reasons are, you know, when you do it yourself. So let's talk about pros and cons. So pros and cons of DIYing. The pros of doing it yourself, I think there's two obvious ones. One, is you, you're you able to learn. So I'm a huge advocate of when it's your first business, I actually think that you should learn everything. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't pay someone to do a website for you. Maybe you get someone from that's like a little bit cheaper or you get someone from Upwork or something or you spend $400 and do a Shopify website. You know, like do what you can. I'm not sitting here saying that you have to spend a million dollars. But you know, sometimes when you do it yourself, you actually are able to learn a new skill set and you're able to just learn all the basic things that when you hire out, you don't really know how to do it if you need to do it, you know? So I'm a, I'm actually a big fan of doing it yourself with a lot of things, to be honest with you. And when it comes to pro, so another pro is if you don't have money to spend. I mean, I, like I said before, there's been times in my business where I have said, oh, I, I would love to join this thing, but I don't have $5,000 to spend on it. So it, even if I really wanted to, I just actually wasn't able to invest. And there's a time and a place for what you're willing to spend and what you're not willing. And I sometimes think if you're not willing to spend the money today and you just you're not comfortable with it, then there's probably a reason that you're holding back and that maybe you should wait a little bit and just keep thinking about it. You know, uh, again, there's a time and a place. So it, it depends what the situation is. But sometimes you actually are not able to pay for a service and then DIYing therefore is a pro. Let's talk about cons of DIYing. There's a lot of cons here. One, it's a waste of your time and it's a waste of your energy. So I consider time a very valuable 
resource. And I sometimes like to think of things that are wasting my time that I could outsource to someone else and then get that time back to do something else that's either going to be a driver of my business or spending time on something that I like to do or freeing up time in my schedule. So um, that's obviously a huge con of DIYing because when you're doing it yourself, you're oftentimes not, you don't know what to do. So you're piecing information, informations together from, you know, Google, YouTube, you know, podcasts, webinar, like you're, you're piecing things together. And then you might spend 10 times more of your time to do this thing where if you just hired someone to do it, they could have done it in a fraction of it, of the time that you spent. And they would have done it the right way where you probably won't do it the right way. Just like if you do a DIY, you know, Canva branding, your branding might look okay, but it probably won't like it probably won't look okay and you know sometimes that's okay like you're getting started on a business cool like don't beat yourself up over it but you know we want to make sure that when we're able to afford something like I would say website services SEO um, email marketing stuff what else like advertise like doing Facebook ads or TikTok ads you know we we find people who can do it better and faster than us and we pay for it and that's it. Like it, it stings to pay for things sometimes, but we have to, you know, I mean, I was in a $25,000 mastermind that that stung, that stung to pay that monthly fee. I, it was not fun. Okay. I had, I think it was more than 25,000. I don't know. It was like two thousand. It was like twenty five hundred dollars a month. Maybe it was a thirty thousand dollar mastermind. Something gross that I don't want to do again. But you know, I sucked it up and I said, you know what? I know this person will help me, and I'm going to invest in my business and myself. So another con of DIYing. I already talked about time and energy, just like emotional state. So when you try to do things yourself, you probably are going to end up really frustrated. And when you're frustrated, you, again, end up wasting time. It puts you in a bad mood. And you could be do- taking that time and doing something else that's going to be a, mo- a needle mover in your business. So, for example, in my the new business I'm starting, the SaaS company, I decided I wanted to start the landing page on WordPress. I actually want the website to be on the landing page of the business to be on WordPress. I want the WordPress blog because it's ridiculously good for SEO. And for a software company, WordPress is good where you build the initial, you know, this the pages that people can learn more about you and all that kind of stuff. And I had built a WordPress site five years ago and it was a nightmare. And I vowed I will never do WordPress again. I will Never, never, never. And then, of course, I'm like, okay, well, it's been five years. Maybe WordPress is easier now. So I spent three days of my life last week or two weeks ago, and I tried, attempted to build out a landing page on WordPress. And I actually did a really good page on desktop. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this looks awesome. WordPress has really upped its game. But then... (laughs) Then I clicked on the mobile view and I was like, oh no, this theme is not responsive, which means it doesn't, uh, a responsive theme means it 
whatever you do on desktop, it will like squish it down into a mobile phone view. But this one did not do that. So then I had to upgrade to the better plan to get more theme options. And I went through all these themes and they all looked horrible. And I'm like, oh, this is so frustrating. Okay, maybe I need to go and find a third party theme and then I'll get the theme and then come back. So I did that, I buy the $75 theme, come back to WordPress and then they're like, oh, if you wanna upload your own theme, you have to pay, you have to be on the $300 a year plan. And I'm like, oh my God, this is just becoming a $500 thing rather than like a $20 a month thing that I was kind of expecting to pay because WordPress is known to be cheap, right? So anyway, so I buy the theme, I, I sign up for the $300 a year plan, I upload the stuff and then I'm like, oh my God, what do, where do, this doesn't look right. It's not working. And I was getting, I was finding myself boiling up on the inside. Like I was getting so frustrated. I was getting angry and mad that one, I couldn't figure it out. So I'm someone who I like to be able to figure things out. And if I can't, I just get really impatient. And I think, why is this not intuitive? Why is it so hard to figure out? Even though I could just spend 20 minutes and probably watch a video. However, And here's where the customer obsession, all that kind of stuff, where I wrote a book on how to involve your customers in your business. How do you create a brand that people are obsessed with? I buy the theme and then they don't email you anything after. There's no, here's how to upload it to WordPress. It's literally a theme for WordPress. So you would think that they would give you some sort of something to say, here, here's how you, like, here's a tutorial. That would be the thing that would be really helpful for people because WordPress is not easy and they didn't do any of that. Then I went to YouTube to try to find videos. How do I customize this specific theme on WordPress? And I just, I couldn't find anything. I couldn't find anything on WordPress. I couldn't find anything on YouTube. I couldn't find anything on the theme page that I bought. And I, at one point I got so mad that I was like, I'm done. I literally X out of the theme I went to WordPress and I went to the help section and wherever the heck it is. And I basically canceled the plan that I was on. And luckily they let me refund the $300 thing that I had just purchased. And I just got a refund immediately. And I was really happy about that because I would have been really angry if I spent, you know, basically $400 plus on something that I actually can't use now. So I said, okay, And in this situation, there's a point to the story here. And this is why I like to give you actual examples, because these are things that I'm literally going through right now with starting this new business. I said, okay, what is the smart decision here to sit here and try to figure out WordPress and spend another few weeks, probably easily a few weeks wasting my time? Do I kind of waste time, but then also try to find someone from Fiverr or Upwork who could do this for me? Or do I start the landing page on an easy platform that I can get started today and start doing the things that I want to do with the business, which is basically get the landing page out in the world. I want to start talking about the the company. I want to start growing the email list. I want to start the TikTok account. I want to start talking about what I'm going to do to help people. And is there another platform that I can get started on? I can get started doing blogs and all that. And then, you know, in a month or two, 
I can then hire someone from like a Fiverr or, or Upwork and I can have them build me something on WordPress. And so I've, I opted for option number three and that's the Squarespace one. So I'm getting started on the easier platform knowing that soon I will go to the platform that's more important for me to be on, but that is harder to do. I'm sort of removing the obstacles that are essentially massive, like wasting my time on building a WordPress website is not a good use of my time right now. Um, my What's useful for my time is to spend on creating the product, getting all that stuff ready, not a website. So I'm going on the easier route, which is the Squarespace thing. So sometimes in your business, you have to decide, okay, should I go for the really challenging thing today? Or should I start with the easier thing and know that I can move over to the harder thing later, right? So there's that example. So when it comes to pros and cons of hiring out the work. So cons of hiring out the work are obviously it's going to take your money. And it's not really a con, but it can feel like a con, right? Um, Hiring work out is just your biggest thing is just expense. You know, it's going to be an expense. The pros of hiring are you're probably going to find someone who will do it right the first time for you. You're probably going to find someone who can do it faster. So again, I probably could have found a WordPress person a few weeks ago, but I decided, you know what, I'm just going to go the easier route for now and I'm going to hire someone in a month or so. When I just give myself a break from WordPress, I kind of just don't want to deal with it right now. Um, So pros are always going to be that you're getting someone to do something for you that they know how to do. They can get it done really fast and it saves you time and it saves you that mental stress like what I just talked about with the WordPress. Like I was so frustrated And it's just, I don't want to be in that state of mind, you know? And then I just want to talk about one thing quickly. So it's sort of like the pitfall of being cheap. And I say that lightly. So this concept of just like being cheap in your business. And I heard a quote that someone said once, I think it was Rohan Gilks, I think his name is. And he's someone who I sort of think about often because when I was when I was in my pre-launch stage of the Dapper Dog Box, which was my first business, and I I basically (laughs) see this is this is the the humor here is that I'm always really harsh with you and I'm I can be harsh and I'm not being mean. Okay. I'm being honest because there is no point of sugarcoating things. And someone messaged me on Instagram the other day and they basically said, you know, I feel like you're, you're, I don't know what they said exactly, but basically like you're not being very nice. And, you know, like people can have their own opinions. That's fine. Like I said, people's opinions of you are none of your business. <laughs> like who cares? I always listen to people when they have opinions about me and I'm like, okay, well, that's your opinion. That's great. Thank you for sharing, you know, but I'm not being mean. I am not trying to attack people. I am not trying to be nasty about your business. Everything I literally say is coming from a place of love and genuine. I want you to fucking succeed in your business. I want you to make a lot of money. So when I say things like your website sucks or 
if your website sucks, no one's going to buy from you. Someone might say, oh, my God, Carrie, you're so mean. That's fine. I don't care. Okay, because sugarcoating shit for you actually doesn't help you. And I know a lot of people sugarcoat everything and it's not going to help you. So back to the Rohan Gilks thing. So I was building my landing page. It was the only Facebook business group that I was in when I was starting that business. I somehow discovered it randomly. I think it was through Reddit. And he made a post about a subscription box. And I was like, oh, this guy's super interesting. I want to follow him. So I joined his Facebook group. And I basically built out the landing page for my Dapper Dog Box business, you know, offering an incentive to join my email list. And <laughs> I did it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm so it, I think it looks so good. I'm so nervous. I want to ask for feedback. And I had asked all my friends, what do you think of my landing page? And everyone was like, oh, it's cute. I love it. Like everyone was like, oh, I love it so much. But then I asked a business group of people and, you know, let's just say I fed myself to the sharks that day. I got ripped a new one. And this Rohan guy, I forget exactly what he said, but he basically was like, that's legit the worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And the only person who will ever buy from you is going to be your mother. And I was really upset when I when he said that to me. I was very upset and probably initially a little offended because I didn't yet have the thicker skin that I have now. I think when you have a business, you develop thick skin because people will say shit about you on social media. They will say shit about you on your YouTube videos. They will make nasty comments about your weight, your appearance, your skin, your hair, whatever. People think they can say whatever they want behind their little keyboards, and they forget that they're actually talking to a real human who's putting them, who's putting herself or himself out there to grow a business and follow a dream, you know? So I was offended at first, but I I look back at that and I'm I will forever be so grateful for him. And I and I can't wait someday to have a conversation with him and let him know how much of an impact he actually had on me, even though he said something that his delivery was very direct and very slightly aggressive, but he was just being honest. He wasn't there to sugarcoat shit for me. He was not there to fucking hold my hand. And I don't do the same thing for you guys, you know, so you can love it or hate it. But in the end, I don't want to waste a second of your time and I don't want to sugarcoat anything. So I'll always be honest. I'll always be transparent. I'll always be upfront. And sometimes my delivery might be a little bit harsh, you know, and but the thing is, it comes from a place of I just want to help you and that's it. And again, some people might not like my delivery. I never mean anything in a bad way, honestly. And sometimes, yeah, I poke fun at, you know, like Cotopaxi, but it doesn't matter because guess what? They're a massive brand and whatever I say about them, they don't give a shit, okay? They're laughing all their way to the bank. And sometimes I might say fluffy comments about like, someone's making this silly video on YouTube. I don't mean it in a bad way. You know, I will never say anything bad about a small business who is showing up and putting themselves out there, you know? So anyway, but that comment from him stayed with me forever. And recently he made a comment or he did a post that said something about, you know, business things that you need to know or something like that. He basically said being cheap 
will kind of like bite you in the ass either sooner or later. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's so true. It's so true. It will, when you're cheap and you try to, you try to like gloss over what you should be doing, <laughs> um, you might, oh, he, no, okay, sorry. He said, when you're cheap, you're going to pay for it either now or later or something like that. And I thought that was really, really smart. And I want to sort of talk about that for a sec because I think sometimes when you do the cheap thing, it does bite you in the ass. And I'm going to talk, I'm going to share another story with you. I know I'm sharing a lot of stories today and you might be like, dude, stop sharing your stories. We don't care. But I think they're relevant because like I said, I am building a business right now and I'm going to have a lot more stories about what I'm going through. And I think that's kind of exciting because like I shared in my podcast episode last week about starting two new businesses and being in this beginner stage again, it's making me realize how many things that a lot of you are probably struggling with that I can provide more support on because I've been brought back to this, you know, early stage level. And with the SaaS company, I'm, I have so many questions and I'm like, oh my God, I wish someone could just hold my hand and tell me what to do because I don't know what to do. Um, so it's, it's, it's been interesting and it's been humbling, you know, to be in this stage of, I just need someone to, I just need all the, every single nitty gritty detail laid out. And to be honest with you, that's the basis of why I do a lot of the things I do on the podcast and my YouTube. I literally give you step by step by step by step because I don't want to be fluffy and I never want to gloss over things, you know? Um, but when it comes to just being cheap, there's a time and a place to be cheap. Okay. But I do think with certain things, you know, it will come back to haunt you when you're cheap. And an example of this for me, so I told you I worked with the Fiverr company to do the branding for the SaaS company. And it was not a good experience. So in the end, I'm happy enough with the results. I'm happy enough, but I was being cheap, okay? I went the $600 visual branding route instead of working with someone who could have given me something like really awesome and stellar and that I would have been so proud of if I had just paid a little bit more. You know, when I was going through Fiverr and looking up someone to hire, you know, there's I I sort of narrowed down between like four people. One person was like 600. I think one person was maybe like a thousand. One person was like 1800 or something like that. Right. And when you look at the portfolios from people, there's a clear difference in the person who is 600 and the person who's like 2000. There's a different quality of work and and not even just the quality of work, but just like the vibe that I'm looking for comes through in, in certain people's portfolios and doesn't in others. And that's just, it's just like when you see a product, you're in a store and you're scrolling through a shelf, one bottle of vitamins or one bottle of like face masks is going to attract you more than the others. And it's just the same thing with people's portfolios and websites, et cetera. So anyway, um, so I found one person who I thought she, her stuff was really good and her, I really liked her. Like I just, I got a good vibe. 
And I want to say she may have been like $1,600 for the visual branding. And I just was feeling cheap about it. I'm like, oh, I'm paying a lot of money for the the pet brand branding. I don't want to pay a lot of money for two. <laughs> um, and plus, like with a SaaS company, I do think the visual branding is less important. Like it's it's way less important. But it still needs to look good, right? But I made, I think I made a mistake. I have a, a little regret. And I don't really regret a lot of things. But I feel a little regret over choosing the cheap option. And I don't want to say cheap because $600 is a lot of money. Like it's not a cheap amount, but you know, I was being cheap and I got cheap results. And when I say cheap results, I mean the level of just lack of attention to detail lack of creativity. I mean, I would I basically gave them a mock up of what I wanted. Like I already basically had a logo that I created from Canva on my own. <laughs> Just to like play around. And I found a color palette that I really really liked. And I literally said, "Here, here are the five hex color codes I like. Here's the logo I've already created." And then I obviously did a vision board and I did this whole really detailed Google document of what I was looking for. And I had all these other inspiration websites that I like and this that I like and this font and this. So I, I gave them a lot of what I was looking for. I was very specific, very thorough, very clear. And what they gave me back the first many times, I just would I would open up the file and just be like, are you effing kidding me? This is so bad. The quality is really poor. And again, I'm not trying to be rude to this person. I'm obviously not going to say, you know, their name or anything. But Fiverr is no, there's a lot of reputation for Fiverr being really shitty. And the reason I sometimes go back to Fiverr is because um, my first business, the Dapper Dog Box, I got my logo from someone from Fiverr. Someone from Indonesia did my logo for 20 bucks and my logo was amazing. So I have had good experience with Fiverr. I you, I got my book editors from Fiverr. I got the book formatter from Fiverr. I've used Fiverr to with my children's book. The formatting wouldn't get like the book wouldn't get published on Amazon. So I had to go to Fiverr and have someone basically just save the file in a specific way. There's literally like the exact problem that you have when you try to upload a book to Amazon. Like there's someone on Fiverr who can fix that problem for you. And it's amazing. So I've actually had really good luck on Fiverr. So I was like, okay, her portfolio looks good. I mean, she has really good reviews. Let's go for it, right? And it was not a good experience. And just like the lack of creativity, the when she sent me back the the brand guide, I splashed out to get a brand guide. And I was like, oh, I, I've never had a brand guide before. You know, I've had multiple businesses and I've always, you know, done like the cheap logo or I don't know, just like the cheap things. So again, cheap comes back to bite you in the butt. Okay. And it's okay to, to be cheap. It really is. I mean, I'm not, I'm never going to tell you not, I'm never going to be the one to tell you, you have to do this all these expensive things. Everything I do to teach people is how to build a business that's scrappy. So I I am of the mindset of like, 
how can you do it scrappy, but know when it's time to not be scrappy. That's the point here too. But yeah, this, the Fiverr person, it just, it was not a good experience. And she gave me the brand guide back and the brand guide on her portfolio. It's like so beautiful and they all look so elegant. And she sent me mine back and you know, in a brand guide, they're going to have like the different logos, the different fonts that you should use, your colors. And usually with a brand guide, when you give people, the, when you show people the fonts that are going to be included, you actually use the font in that specific section. So you can see, okay, if you're going to use the font Poppins, we're going to have Poppins regular, Poppins light, Poppins bold. And it'll show the Poppins bold will be a bold thing. The Poppins light will be light or thin, you know. Um, she So they, they gave me back the brand guide. They didn't change any of the fonts. So the, they showed me the two fonts I was going to be using, but they weren't in the actual font. They were in this ugly like Arial font or something. And my notes back and forth, we went back and forth a bunch of times on notes, like feedback on the first logos and what colors I liked and didn't like. I said, no yellow, no aqua. They sent me back the brand guide of the final, like this is the final part. Here are your brand, here are your um, brand assets, your logos, your colors, your fonts, your your icons or illustrations, whatever your pattern. And they the final colors they gave me back, one was yellow and one was aqua. And I'm like, oh my God, I was about to lose my shit when I opened that file and they put the wrong brand name in there. They put some like other brand name in. They had the wrong colors and none of the fonts were actually in the right font setting. So I didn't even know what the fonts that I was supposed to be using would look like because we didn't agree on fonts. They just like gave them to me and I like lost my shit and I had to send them in a message back and just outline all the things that were incorrect and it was like seven paragraphs of things um so needless to say I, I was not super happy in the end she apologized she said oh she blamed her team of course that's what people do oh my team my team must have made a mistake and and then she ended up fixing the the brand guide and then when she gave it to me with the right fonts and the right colors and the whole brand guide was in the main font for the business it transformed it. It looked totally different. It looked professional. You know, it looked good. And she blamed it on, oh, there was an issue with Adobe formatting. Like when we when we turned it into a PDF, the formatting disappeared. But, you know, in my opinion, that I think that was just an excuse just because with Fiverr, you know, you have to you you have to make sure people get what they want because otherwise they can leave you a really nasty review. I'm not going to leave her a nasty review, but I think she was just trying to like cover her tracks or whatever. But because again, like no attention to detail. She put the wrong colors in. She just, yeah. And there was just no creativity. So anyway, my point here is I was being cheap and I got what I paid for. And I'm okay with the final results. I think they're okay for now. I'm already, I already found someone from Pinterest that I want to, I already know. Like I saw her stuff on Pinterest and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm obsessed. I looked up all of her stuff, all of her portfolio. I'm like, you're it. When I rebrand the SaaS company, I will pay you in a heartbeat. And that's just how it is. Like you, you have to know when to splash out the money and when not to. 
And I do regret a little bit being cheap, but in the end, it's fine. I have some good logos. I have some good colors to start off with. It's better than me trying to DIY stuff. I got some cute little icon, like illustrations that I can use, which I'm excited about. So, you know, it's all good, but I was being cheap. I own that I was being cheap and I want to share the repercussions sometimes of what happens when you're cheap. Like you don't always get the best quality, but sometimes I could have paid someone else the same amount of money and I could have got something absolutely stellar. So it's like sometimes you never know. And I think when you hire people that are like Fiverr necessarily, they're not people that like I'm following Instagram. So I, if, if you follow someone on Instagram, you can get to know them. You get to know their personality. You, they are humanized to you. Fiverr, it's just like this random little marketplace where you're just buying something and you don't, I don't know the person who's doing it. She doesn't know me. There's no relationship involved and there's nothing on her profile that says, hey, go follow me on social media. Like I would have gone to check her out first if she had that. And that's what happens when I think you pay for services on those kind of platforms is it's harder to know what you're gonna get, you know? And that's the difference between Fiverr and finding someone from Pinterest, you find, you know, you Google bold, fun logos or something, and then you find a bunch of options and you find a pin and you click on it. And then you can see who made the pin and then you can go to their website and check them out. And that's kind of how you can vet people that you, you know, want to work with. And then you can go to their Instagram or their TikTok where you can learn more about them. You can see their personality. You can see their videos. So that's generally what I do when I work with anyone. I always want to go look at their stuff. But Fiverr is just a different thing. It's you need a quick thing. You need it done. You need it to get fast and dirty. And you pay someone and they do it for you. And it's hit or miss. Like like I said, I've used them probably 10, 11, 12 times over the years. And I've really only had one bad experience. So I think in the end, that's I think it's still a pretty good percentage, you know? So anyway, um, so sometimes when you're cheap, it will bite you in the butt. Maybe not today, but maybe later. You'll have to pay later to get a better branding. And then I just kind of wasted $600. So it's kind of all how you look at it. It's all good. But um, I just wanted to share that story with you because like I said, I am going through all these things right now that I'm doing. And I'm like, oh my God, I have so many fun stories to share with all of you. And I'm so happy to take you just on the ride with me as I'm building out these two companies. And if there's something that I'm talking about that you're enjoying and you're like, hey, could you share more detail on that? Um, especially with when I start doing the pet brand, I'm going to really pull back the curtain. <laughs> I'm going to share everything with you. And I'm trying to decide if I want to do a private podcast or I want to do a private podcast in my membership community, which is called e-commerce collective. And I'm the doors are closed. They've been closed for a little while while I try to revamp it a little bit, but I am possibly thinking of doing a private podcast feed. And in there, I'm thinking of sharing just the whole behind the scenes of building the pet business. And so people can really learn. And even if it's not your first business, you can still learn from hearing how someone else does something, what's working, what's not working, how I'm doing all the things. So I'm kind of thinking of maybe doing one of the two is either doing a private podcast and people can, you know, subscribe or sharing a private podcast feed inside the membership community. So to get access, you would have to be in the membership community. So I don't know, I'm kind of thinking about it. If you guys have any thoughts, let me know. 
And yeah, I hope you like this video. Just wanted to share a little bit of my opinions and, and just insight and feedback on DIY versus hiring for something. I think it totally is not a one or one or everything situation. It can just be dependent on where you are in your business and what you can afford, what you're willing to spend. And if it's something that you're wanting to, like maybe in your business, you really want to learn SEO because you know how important it is. And yeah, you could find, you could hire someone to do it for you, but you actually want to go through the process of learning. So you can, you know, maybe do it yourself later, but you just want to be a part of it. And I think there's no shame in that. And I think anyone that tries to tell you, you have to do this or you have to do that. I will always tell you, you need to have a good website. Okay. I will always tell you that, but it doesn't mean that I have to do it for you. Although I do, you know, have website design services now. So if you are looking for a website, you can go to carriefitzgeraldcom forward slash website VIP. The link will be below as well. And I am offering some services and I'm going to start offering um, a few other agency style services for the business, e-commerce society. Um, but, you know, I'm never going to tell you, you have to work with me. You know, if you want to work with someone, there are many options out there and it's up to you to find which one that you're comfortable with. And being comfortable investing in your business is a really important thing. And like I said before, I'm never going to sit here and try to convince you to join any of my things. And I think if people are trying to do that to you, just be cautious of just be aware of that. You know, it's a different thing where if you apply for something and the person reaches out and they're like, I would love to help you. Here's the information. You know, they're just giving you the information, you know, but if you're getting those people that are just, you feel ick, uncomfortable by them, then that's probably a red flag, you know? So anyway, my friends, I hope this was helpful. And if you ever have questions on DIYing, paying for something, or you want me to talk more about a specific thing, just let me know. You can send me a DM on Instagram. And I always love hearing what you're liking, what you want to hear more of. And if there's anything I talk about that you're like, hey, I would, I wish you could maybe talk about this thing more. So I don't, I don't think I've ever had an episode on DIYing or hiring and like what, when you should do one or the other, because I think it's such a, it's a very, it's a topic that just depends on your situation. You know, and I know for me with my first business, I didn't spend money on things, but with the next pet, pet business that I do, the next product-based business, um, I'm definitely way more open to paying for things because I don't want to do all the things. And I, like I said before, I knew this was not going to be the DIY Canva brand. It just wasn't. I need the the visual branding to be like freaking on point and perfect. So I think sometimes you get to a point where you kind of know what you're willing to spend money on and you know what you're willing to do yourself. Like I will be doing the Shopify site, obviously, and I can't wait to freaking do that. But um, yeah. So anyway, my friends, thank you for tuning in as always. I so appreciate you for just listening and for ama leaving amazing reviews. If you do have a minute to leave a good positive review, please no negative Nancy's. Okay. I know I swear. I know I say um sometimes and I'm working on doing, you know, I'm working on some of the things, but I appreciate any positive reviews <laughs> and it's good karma too. It's good karma to give someone a good review. You know, they're showing up, they're giving you good information. 
Um, and I appreciate you every time you message me on Instagram and tell me, oh my gosh, I love this episode. Thank you for helping me. It honestly means the entire planet to me. And please don't ever stop doing that. I love it. I love it. I love it. And it's always funny whenever I'm having a bad day, it's always those days when someone sends me a really sweet message and it reminds me, okay, you're doing the right thing. Like You're doing good. Keep showing up. So I appreciate you so much and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple podcast and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much. And I'll see you guys next week.